Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pass to Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. How you doing, man? This is Elvis, and we're here to kick off Horror Movie Night 2019 with a special guest. We've got a hunk of hunk of burning love, Ralph, also known as at VHS Dude on Instagram. Ralph, thanks for joining us, man. When we talk about Bubba Hotep, motherfuckers. Nice. <laughs> thanks for having me. I like your Elvis impression. Thank you. That's a pretty good Elvis impression, man. Say, you want to swap with me? Here. He was here. <laughs> like, I was really yeah, hoping you were. I know it was a long shot, but I was really hoping someone's going to pick up the office reference. But no, but now taking a taking a big, big <laughs> yeah, job there. Big, big. Um, I love so your Elvis impression. Thank you, thank you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like it better that we didn't get it and then you had to tell it to us. <laughs> uh, so Ralph, I've actually known for many many years through Geekscape. Uh, used to be a fairly regular guest on the Geekscape podcast. Uh -huh. uh, Pretty much whenever John wanted to talk about anything like '80s, you were you were like the '80s action guy. Yeah, yeah, which is which is weird that I'm on a horror podcast because <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not a horror guy. But you do you were like I do love me some Bubba Hotep. So correct. I mean, which is like basically borderline action movie anyway. I got to come clean. I kind of fucked up. <laughs> Why were you? Did you watch the wrong else? movie? Uh, no, I didn't watch. I didn't watch it at all. What? So, what? I, so here's the deal. <laughs> I saw it in the movie theater. I bought it as soon as it came out on DVD. When I sold my DVD collection, I put it on my on my Apple TV and my hard drive. I've seen the movie a ton of times. I've had a busy week, and so yesterday I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put it on my iPhone, and I'll watch it at work because I work third shift. I'll watch it tonight, and I went sat down for my lunch and it wasn't anywhere to be found. And I don't know if it's just hidden somewhere in there 
Uh, I did a, a search <laughs> it's like all. Very, it's a. It's hidden as like an Elvis movie. <laughs> but the thing is, if you have the iPhone, it has that TV app and it shows you like your purchases and it shows you like iTunes. But I'm like, where's the stuff that I physically downloaded from my computer onto my phone? And I couldn't find it anywhere. But I've seen the movie plenty of times. I've listened to the commentary plenty of times. Um, There's a commentary with Elvis, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's lit- Scott, it's literally the entire movie with Bruce Campbell just doing his Elvis impersonation and being like, this guy don't look like me at all. <laughs> like, Man, that sounds so charming. And I want I want a copy of the movie now just, just to listen. So this movie is so much fun. Uh, the... Right out the gate, like, I love the soundtrack to this movie. Like, the theme music is just so bluesy, and it's got, like, a good drive to it. I definitely am going to be talking about that. (laughs) <laughs> let's start here let's let's do it yeah there's no no, no need to wait <laughs> okay so this uh the the music is by brian tyler who has gone on to do some of the biggest movies ever uh i believe he has now composed the most marvel movies oh really of, nice. of any really? composer yeah uh he just did crazy rich asians um oh he did do crazy rich asians yeah, he's, oh my god I, I love Brian Tyler and I've loved him since before this movie. And this is probably only maybe his, I don't know, third or fourth film. Um, and I will talk about one of his other films later when we talk about the double feature, because it, it's not horror, but I think it, it'll fit right into the, into this. Uh, I think it would be a good double feature. Anyway, I love Brian Tyler. Uh, met him once. Great guy. And uh <coughs> deserves all the success because like even just this the the work he put into this score is amazing and he's a dude that like uh performs all his own tracks yeah i was gonna say the dvd has that feature where you can watch him recording the theme song yeah and it's got him behind the drum set playing all of the different instruments throughout on the keys and everything it's like man this dude's fucking talented yeah (laughs) and i never heard of him before this movie yeah i had no clue that he was doing all the marvel film like yeah he's done like crazy i think he's done like every fast and furious movie since tokyo drift which i don't know (laughs) if you guys are fans or not but his his main theme for fast and furious is awesome when it pops up on my shuffle i get pumped up Um, (laughs) i mean okay so so his song from fast and the furious versus the mortal Kombat theme i mean that's really the (laughs) they're pretty close (laughs) mortal Kombat, man i'll punch somebody in the face the second (laughs) i'm not a violent man but damn it uh not anybody bigger than me but like a small child i'm 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 like an (laughs) eight-year-old um i actually saw this movie i think three times in the theaters because they oh wow Correct me if I'm wrong. You might know this better than I do, Ralph. But they only had like a couple actual copies of this movie and they would just keep traveling around the U.S. with it. But every time that it hit Philly, I would make it make it a point to go and take people who hadn't seen it yet. Well, I live in Southern California where they like have like, you know, movies and limited runs. It's just like, yeah, it's just permanently Um, there all the time. Yeah. So we saw it. We saw it at our local theater, which was like an AMC. Uh, I'm a fan of Don Coscarelli, but I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I'm a fan of Beastmaster. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys will probably jump on me. And, you know, I do like 80s movies, 80s movies, but I haven't seen Phantasm. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's what, I'm you not going to jump on you for Phantasm. I'm going to jump on you for not watching Phantasm 2. 
<laughs> you would you would like Phantasm too. It's definitely more of an action movie than Phantasm. It's a straight action movie. Random tangent 80s action films. I just heard of a movie, someone showed me a clip. I don't know if you've even put it on your Instagram before. Action USA. Uh, it? it sounds familiar. My friends showed me a clip where a dude just basically drives a car through a house and then the entire house blows up. Um, apparently it was like a movie. Oh, apparently it was written, directed and starring all stuntmen who were like, we want to make our own movie. And they made it. I love that. (laughs) Dude. One of the best, one of the, uh, Hal Needham. Uh, he was a former stuntman. If you were to look at my personal bio, like if you go to at casino skunk on Twitter, my bio for the last, like, I don't know, as long as we've had bios has been the, um, the opening sentence of the mega force wikipedia entry and that's like hal needham like was a stunt man who went and just directed stunt movies but yeah so like as far as don coscarelli goes like i beastmaster is one of my all-time favorite movies that movie scared the absolute ever-loving shit out of me um when mm-hmm. i saw it on tv as a kid because it was, was it the eyeball in the ring no actually oh, that scared it was me when, when i was a kid it was um it i think that this is beastmaster when those bat winged creatures like lit oh, yeah. someone that's yeah. beastmaster right yeah yeah that 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 was like the first horror thing i ever saw i think <laughs> the first horror thing i ever remember seeing was cujo mm, really that scared okay. the crap out of me yeah that that's like i don't know i think mine was oh, yeah, like monster squad or, or beetlejuice or i have a oh. distinct memory of i was like four and oh. i was home from school i was homesick or something and it was one of those, like, we had the free cable for, like, a month when they were, like, trying to be like, hey, oh, yeah. here's a month of HBO. Like, you should buy it. And I was flipping through the channels, and I clicked on – it ended up being Reanimator. And it was – Oh, my point, God. It was literally the point where the headless body attacks Herbert West, and I was just like, no! <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. destroyed – I was like, I can't even comprehend what I just looked at. Yeah, there's, I'm not, like I said, I'm not into horror, but there are some horror movies more that lean towards the comedic side that I like, and uh, Reanimator is one of them. Oh, it's so bombastic. I just recently saw Bride of the Reanimator for the oh, first time. Oh, so good. They, uh, cause like, I don't know, you know if you know this, but like Arrow, Arrow Video, unless I'm buying VHS tapes, uh, I get all my stuff digitally through iTunes. And like during all of October, Arrow Video had movies for $3.99 and like, reanimator was one of them and it's loaded with like at least like 10 hours of extra features and bride of the reanimator was 399 i grabbed that dude bride uh, is so fun i it's, i loved it i've actually never saw the second one it's, it's fun animator. it amps it up yeah. yeah it's so good i mean you have seen the second one because you watch patchwork but oh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah i mean it's, <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you've seen Patchwork, you've seen Bride of Reanimator, basically. So Bubba Hotep, I'll say there's one scene in this movie. For the most part, this movie um, is pretty upfront with being a comedy. There's a couple yeah. moments of like real sincere, like sincere, like heartfelt moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only part where I actually feel genuine sadness is there's the girl in the iron lung. Oh, she the- takes her glasses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she takes her glasses and the lady just goes, no. <laughs> and I like my heart breaks every time. I'm like, oh man, I hope that bitch gets eaten by some type of mummy. Well, your <laughs> wish <does>. comes true. <laughs> like, Believe it or not, yeah. this was a first watch for me. 
You've never really? seen this before. Oh, yeah. How are you, my brother? <laughs> like, you know, I just, I just never saw it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, don't be a dick. So what you, what you think? So much. I, I've actually only seen about five percent of the movies Matt's seen, so I'm at like nine hundred. Um, well, what, what did you think of it? Like, I, I mean, this movie's got to be what, like, fifteen years old? Yeah, it was super fun. Like, it was super fun. It was always something I knew. It was always something I knew I would enjoy. Uh, uh-huh. I think I think the time away of knowing of the movie and having uh, Bruce Campbell attached to it, I think the only thing I didn't like was I was expecting more of a horror feel. Like I was expecting uh-huh. like, more action. Um, oh, it is it's not more, a it's yeah. not a very fast pace. Well, that's what's so I think that that's uh, it's baked into the premise of the film is that they're old and slow, yeah. and even the monster is old and slow. And <laughs> so I saw this in, I want to say, 2004 on DVD. You know, I was in college, and I think I was home for a break or something, and or a summer or something, and I, and I rented it, and I was really disappointed. I was like, this is not entertaining oh. to me. And I put it away, and then as I've gotten older, I've been like, you know, I really want to revisit Baba Hotep. And um, now I, you know, I watched it again for our show and I loved it. I, th- I think that the good stuff about it is better yeah. now, yeah. you know, like I, the stuff that bugged me as a kid. I, I think I just didn't, or as a, you know, as a, as a, a, a young adult. Uh-huh. I watched just- this at 7 a.m. this morning um, <laughs> and I watched this by myself. So if I'm watching both the movie first thing in the morning and, by myself, my chances of laughing out loud are slim to none. Yeah. yeah. I will say this. There's a scene in this movie that I laughed out loud to the point that I thought I woke up Jade. And it was like my dad laughed, like just a single like, huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, this is going to paint a picture of how much of a child I am. But it's when he goes, <laughs> you want a ding dong? No, not my ding dong. A chocolate ding dong. <laughs> well, I guess it mine. would be. Because- <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess mine's a chocolate ding dong since the die. That shit killed me. Yeah. <laughs> Usually my favorite part of the movie. I my favorite part in this whole movie is the flashback sequence. Um oh. where where he's telling how he took over this guy's life and and just like the the camera shots of Bruce Campbell out there doing the kicks and the the karate yeah. on the stage and dancing with the boa and like like it's just so it's so good it's so funny um his interaction with his nurse throughout the movie is just delightful he's just such a salty angry old man yeah wait wait i got a line um you can fuck off your patronizing bitch i'm sick of your shit i live my own crankshaft from now on <laughs> Um, I and I just love there's like there's metaphors in the narration that are just so crude. Oh like, yeah, what is it? he goes? I felt my pecker flutter like a pigeon having a heart attack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, I love how much he talks about his limp penis in this. Yeah, hey, right, so, let, let me let me. I want to paint a picture for you. All right, I was dreaming, dreaming my dick was out, and I was checking to see if that infected bump on the head of it had filled with pus again. <laughs> If it had, I was going to name that bump after my ex-wife, Scylla, and bust it by jacking off. <laughs> just so, it's so that's vulgar. The, that's the first scene of the entire yeah, movie. That's that what just... we established the movie with. Yeah. That's the oh, oh the, other great, um, the other great metaphor is, oh, I got a bird's eye view of her love nest. And I was like, that is pure poetry right there. When the, <laughs> the, the daughter of his... Um, which fuck His that room girl. Buddy. She is such a jerk in this yeah. movie. So <laughs> I think that that's the point, though. Oh, yeah. I know, but it's so like it gets. I think it's because like 
I know Brian and I have a very close relationship with with the grandparents in our lives. Right. So like the idea of just like someone just abandoning their grandparent and never visiting until they're dead. That was her like, dad. Or yeah, yeah oh, dad. even worse. You know, oh, it's just you're like, not gonna oh. see dad. <laughs> you're not gonna get, you're gonna see dad once and he's gonna be on life support and you're gonna walk in and you're gonna be like dad and he's just gonna be like i'm upset with you and you're gonna be like this is it i'm done die here <laughs> it's depressingly accurate but um so in- i wanted a son <laughs> my dad is gonna complain until the day he dies which in his mind is soon my dad is red fox for those who don't know every minor inconvenience he's like this is it i had a good i hope you guys can support yourselves because i got about three hours to live he has <laughs> He's told us that he wasn't going to be alive for our high school graduations. He wasn't going to see us graduate college. We probably weren't. He probably wasn't going to be there to teach us how to drive a car. Uh, he probably wasn't going to make it to any of our weddings. He has been just Still counting down. It. Yeah, just counting down the days. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so here's a question that I do find interesting. Do you believe him? Do you believe that he's really Elvis or do you believe what everyone says that he's just a guy who's kind of lost his mind? I know it doesn't matter, but I'm curious. I think it's I, kind really of, I, I kind of almost feel like I believe JFK more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's such a like sincere performance. <laughs> oh, he steals the show. The JFK yeah. is the best character in the movie. Yeah. But it, there's, yeah. I mean, I want to believe it. Yeah. I think, that, I think it's a, I think it's a great take on growing up in the eighties. You would see that read the tabloids that, you know, Elvis is still alive. And I like that they play off of that. And uh, I think it's an interesting concept where, you know, he, he, he is alive, but he's a, you know, takes over for this, this Elvis impersonator. And then now he's stuck. No one believes him. Yeah. I, um, what's it called? I'm a sucker for conspiracy theories. Yeah. you know. <laughs> More, more, I keep in mind me being a sucker for conspiracy theories. I treat them like movies. I don't believe any of them really. Yeah. But I decided, it's I was like, you know, let me, yeah, let me brush up on this Elvis conspiracy. And I got to say, out of all the celebrities that are still alive, Elvis is probably one of the weakest uh, arguments, like, arguments <laughs> ever. They're like, his nose is flat and he looked different when he was breathing. Oh, you mean like alive? <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I understand correctly, this is part of a short, like this is based on a short story. And I think the full book was that the guy felt like Elvis was this American icon and he dies in this really embarrassing way of like overdosing on the toilet. And yeah. he wanted to like basically create an entire book of short stories where Elvis dies in more heroic ways. So like that's why at the end it says like tune in for Bubba Hotep versus Nosferatu, the zomb- the vampire king or whatever, where he literally just wrote a book series of Elvis fighting different mythical creatures. And I want to find this book. I've wanted to find this book since I saw this movie in 2002. And I don't know if it's like readily available or what, but damn it, if that's not an awesome idea for a book series. Add yeah. that shit to your uh, Amazon wishlist, buddy. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to. Uh, I will say my two favorite lines in the movie, there's an Elvis line and there's a JFK line. The Elvis line, it's all about the way he says it, but it's when he's telling the story of what happened to him and he just goes, you know, I was gyrating up there, you know, taking care of business and then my hip went out. (laughs) (laughs) And like that I love. And then the JFK line that I adore is 
when he opens up the drawer of candy and he just goes, let's get decadent. (laughs) (laughs) He's just, their friendship in this movie is so charming. And I love that, like, this entire retirement home just has a whole bunch of people who are, who think that they're someone else. Yeah. Like the one guy who thinks he's the Lone Ranger. He's like, that's my best friend, Kimusabi. (laughs) 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 It's just such, it's such a fun movie. That's, and, I was just say, speaking of that retirement home, so the exteriors were shot in my hometown. Oh, really? Uh, in, in Downey, California. Uh, there's this, um, God, I don't know how many acres, but it's this huge, huge plot of land in my hometown of Downey. It's called Rancho Los Alamitos, I believe. Um, I'm sure you can look it up. But uh, it it used to be like this huge like VA hospital compound type of place and uh then became like a sort of mental institute and this house is just kind of plopped right in the middle of this uh this huge property and the thing is that property is accessible to anybody so we can drive in there and walk through this abandoned uh mental hospital and oh, that's awesome. There's yeah, all kinds of like that my next California trip. Yeah. <laughs> like spooky shit. There's like spooky shit in there. Um so if you get a because chance, looks, look it up. It does look terror every time that they're inside, it looks terrifying. Like Yeah, I don't know if the inside was the same as the exteriors, but the exteriors was was definitely shot and downy. That's it's I mean, this movie I, and I think that it captures a it captures a tone where it's just so rewatchable too. Like that was the big yeah. reason why I saw it three times. Like I saw it three times in theaters. Like you did Ralph. I bought it the second it came on DVD yeah. and I could like, I think the first year that I owned this movie, I had to have watched it like 10 to 15 times, yeah. just showing it to people and like quoting it after they had seen it. And it's just one of those movies where you like, if I see someone rocking a shirt, that's Bubba Hotep. I'm going to start quoting the movie yeah. at them. Like, it's just, it gets you so hyped up. You're like, yeah, fucking Bubba Hotep. The <laughs> only thing that I don't like about this movie is I've always hated the mummy design. He's kind of Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's... wasn't Jeep. Oh, actually Jeepers Creepers was first. Wasn't it? Yeah. 2000. It's just kind of, it's just kind of like, it, I don't hate, like, I like how Scott called it out of like, it's a bunch of old people who are old and slow versus a monster that's also old and old slow. And slow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that so it, like, it makes sense when you watch it like that. But when I watched it in like 2003 or four, I was like, this movie's kind of disappointing. But no, like it, it definitely you have to be you have to put yourself in the mindset, you know. And that's and that's where it's almost better than it should be. Like yeah. in a way, it's it's a very smart, touching story. Mm-hmm. And it's probably, I would argue, it's probably one of Don's best movies because it it's so accessible Absolutely. compared yeah. to everything else. I would say that this, well, this is my second favorite Don Coscarelli. Uh, obviously, uh, Phantasm 2 is my favorite. <laughs> but um, but not nearly as accessible as this to other people. You no, can't no, someone like, down I, to watch Phantasm 2. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it depends on the person. If the person's ready for some bombastic shit, then you can make them watch Phantasm 2. <laughs> and they don't have to see the first one either. Okay, cool. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, like you yeah, they, they do they the thing where they yeah they just show what happens. In the first yeah, they one. show they show the first one in five Perfect. minutes and then are like that was all a dream. But here's the real. It's like the it's like the ending of Clue. They're like that was what could have happened. But here's the real story. <laughs> um, 
great pick. Great pick. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Because I got some disappointing ones on our horizons. Yeah, you do. So I got to talk about um, a couple of things because I can tell that we're definitely winding down and getting to our double feature here. But so... Uh, man, that is one big bitch cockroach. I love that square up <laughs> cockroach fight scene. It's just total oh, entertainment. It's just so fun. Like, it, it's very Don Coscarelli, you know, like it's just, it's a really good time. Um, but then also, <laughs> um, 20 years ago, man, I could have gotten there with my curly lip smile eating out of my asshole uh, because he's talking about the getting the lotion rubbed on his uh, dick pecker bump his pecker <laughs> bump um and then he like gets a boner and she's like you need a cold shower she uh, goes, oh elvis <laughs> yeah yeah so that's what makes me really believe that he is elvis yeah because it was never a question in my mind the second time watching through i was like yeah it's fucking elvis as disappointing as the mummy is uh the elvis makeup the fact that he sucks amazing. souls out of your asshole that is not disappointing it's yeah. hilarious but the the makeup on the Elvis is is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I think the makeups. I just don't see. For me, my favorite looking mummy of all time is always going to be the Monster Squad mummy. I love like this skinny, dilapidated, wrapped up in bandages with like a skull face, and this mm-hmm. the fact that he's kind of more just like a cowboy, <laughs> kind of like well, yeah. you know what what kind of sucks is a couple of years before this, uh, the Frighteners came out. And John Aston played the judge, uh, yeah. and that makeup effect. I like when they lie still. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, yeah, if you had gotten him, if you had gotten that version of a cowboy, yeah. uh, where he's like all rotted out, I would be like whole, like super on board. The la- the last thing I don't want him slapping his lips on my asshole, and that's that's the last thing I have. <laughs> Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, I I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Alright, so come on down to, wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff stuff you should know do you like to laugh geek out on music and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth if so you need to subscribe to one hit thunder together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests we do a weekly dive into one hit wonders like eiffel 65's blue crayshawn's gucci gucci emf's unbelievable delamitri's roll to me los del rio's macarena musical youth's past the duchy and even patrick swayze's she's like the wind so are you subscribed to one hit thunder or what as desiree would say you gotta be and as k7 would encourage you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the one hit thunder podcast Seven of Wine, where we review an episode of Star Trek Voyager and a bottle of wine at the same time. 
was your Bubba Hotep double feature? I know, Ralph, you said you had something up your sleeve tied to uh, Brian Taylor. So let's start with that. Yeah. So a few years before this, I think it was 97. I could be wrong. Uh, Brian Tyler did uh, the score and music for a film called Six String Samurai. Oh, wow. That does tie into this. Oh, well. yeah, it does. <laughs> you, guys heard of, you guys heard of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like another rock and roll alternate reality movie that, you know, is along the same lines. And Brian Tyler's score to that film is very similar to this. It's very guitar heavy. Uh, and then it's got like the the soundtrack by the Red Elvises. And uh, it's an action movie where uh, it's an alternate reality where uh, Russia takes over the United States in the 50s, in an alternate reality 50s. And uh, uh, I believe it's now 1977. Elvis has died and Buddy Holly is now slashing his way to Las Vegas to become the new king. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I knew a little bit about it, but that just solidifies the fact that, that I'm I'm picking that. I'm putting it on my pick list for uh, – for our our patreon episodes that that's happening yeah I love that movie. um i'm gonna so i had a real struggle with this one because this movie really is kind of unlike most other movies and i'm not a big mummy fan and i didn't want to just pick like any other bruce campbell or or don coscarelli movie so uh i'm gonna pick a movie that we've done previously on this show just because it involves someone dressed as elvis at one point in the movie uh rockula which only Ugh. I when we did it. So. Oh God! <laughs> what a shit movie. <laughs> All right, well then you do better with your double feature, bro. <laughs> so I was I was gonna do Army of Darkness, but I'm like that's too easy, you know. So oh, I just rewatched that. That's so yeah. good though. So, so I'm like so somebody that says they don't like horror movies. You're for someone who says they don't like horror movies. You like a lot. Well, of horror I skew movies, I skew towards like the more comedic stuff, like Return yeah. of the Living Dead and yeah. stuff like that. But then, I mean, when it comes to like Bruce Campbell movies, like one of the reasons I got this DVD as fast as I did because back then Bruce Campbell commentaries were amazing. Yeah, yeah. The chin. He's yeah. going to be at uh, Monster Mania in the the summer, right, Matt? Uh, yeah. Uh, the October September? Oh, October. Okay. So yeah, you October. didn't pick Army of Darkness? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't pick Army of Darkness. I was thinking, mm, what else was Bridget Fonda in? I'm like, she wasn't Jackie Brown. Ah, Michael here it Keaton, comes. Who wasn't Beetlejuice. So there's my sister. <laughs> and then I decided to scratch all of that just to get a Beetlejuice thing. And I would do They'd Live because they're both like fun. They're both fun movies to watch. <laughs> I mean, sometimes yeah, I that's all that. that a double feature needs is they're both yeah, fun. Yeah, two good times. Like, so, which is why I, I mean, it's really a stretch for any <laughs> any horror. Like, it's not really a horror at all, but I'm trying to think of, like, horror, fun, comedy, and I think They Live is more of a comedy to me and everyone else that's ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and for mine, um, I'm keeping it pretty relevant here, but I have a good reason why – I mean, topical um, – and recent, I'm going to pick my favorite movie of 2018, Mom and Dad, because they have the same concept of like, where did my life go? You know, oh, I think that's nice. fair. So, is, yeah, uh, is Nicolas Cage in that? Yeah, yes, well, Elvis it, before. It is is Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage is the is most Nicolas movie. Cage he's ever <laughs> yeah. been in in a movie. Um, yeah, yeah, that's no, my 2018 pick. <laughs> oh, that's right, he has. But uh. So before we wrap up this episode entirely, though, Ralph, uh, I do want to talk about your your Instagram a little bit, because the idea of these Instagram pages 
have uh, started to really pop up and become more and more popular lately where yeah. people are just kind of sharing really obscure, deep cut uh, VHS clips. Um, how did you get involved in that scene? And, and why do you think that it's as popular as it is? Well, I think it goes back to Geekscape times. Uh, I don't know. Everyone knows Geekscape here. Yeah. But Jonathan used to used to do these things called gauntlets where they, well, now MST3K is doing their own gauntlet. But he would show like, we watched like three shitty VHS movies in one night. Jesus, that sounds rough. <laughs> I was 100% on board with it because I grew up in the 80s and I was a huge fan of VHS. And uh, I always, you know, I, I kind of like gravitated towards that. And a few years back, I started collecting VHS tapes and going and finding weird stuff. And it was just taking up shelf space for no reason other than to please myself. And I felt like my wife was probably not on board with all of these crazy VHS tapes showing up. I have like piles on my floor. And so uh, at the time I was working for like a social networking company that does that kind of shit, SEO and stuff. And I'm like, man, you can do, anyone can do a lot of stuff for free. And so I'm like, that's what I'll do. I'll make it so I have a purpose or a reason to have all of these VHS tapes scattered across the floor. And <laughs> Around the time I started posting uh, uh, the Instagram and the Vine, the Vine account, oh, the Vine account, I missed that. VHS started just blowing up again and it just popped in at the right time. And I think I had something like 750,000 followers on Vine. No, yeah. that's not. Well, right. Vine's coming back. I know. <laughs> Supposedly. That's I know. I've taken, I've taken a break from Instagram for a while just because it's like, it's tough going through some of these tapes, you know, and I'm, I'm so busy doing uh, like my other podcast and stuff. And I have my own Patreon page. So it's like, I'm constantly just throwing other stuff out there that I took a break, but with the new vine coming out, uh, I might be back on board. Cause it's a lot, it's a lot more fun finding a good solid, like a really, really good six second chunk of random video that's out of context as opposed to having like a minute to play with on Instagram. So that makes sense. Uh, looking, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, like, real quick, plug the podcast too. Cause you do a Kaiju podcast, right? Yeah. So if I don't know if any of you guys are fans of the show lost, I uh, couldn't get into oh, it. That's but right. You, used to have that lost, you had like one of the biggest lost podcasts on the internet. I forgot that you did. that. Yeah. It was like back in 2006 where we got up to number four in tv and film we, we were we were ahead of ellen and shark week really <laughs> that's, how little, that's how little podcasts were and i think we got up to number 16 in all podcasts yeah it was crazy because i remember that that now that you say that that's a big thing was like jonathan would have you on yeah for the, talk for the final episodes of lost each season but so through that podcast i became friends with jorge garcia who plays hurley on the show and we have a mutual love for Godzilla and King Kong and Gamera and everything kaiju related. And so a couple of years ago, we decided to start a kaiju podcast. And that's what it's called. It's called the Kaiju Podcast because that name wasn't taken. And so we took it. I and, had no clue that, that you uh, did it with Hurley from Lost. <laughs> yeah, we, it, 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 we've, we're coming up on our two-year anniversary at the beginning of... Uh, January 1st, I think is our, our second year anniversary and we post every other Monday and we have not missed a deadline. <laughs> so we both have very busy schedules, but we try to bank enough episodes, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. 
we, we find time in our schedule to, to do that. He's in Hawaii. I'm in California and he's doing Hawaii five Oh. So it's like, we find the time to do it. And we just, it's, we have a, a deep love for, for Kaiju movies, which, you know, early on would be considered horror, I guess. Yeah. I just yeah. started getting into them. Like for years I like was interested in them, but like the last like year or two, I was like, all right, I'm going to buy like this Godzilla box set. I'm going to buy this Mothra box set. I'm going to get some of these Gamora movies. And like, I have a fucking blast with those movies. They are so just fun and yeah. lighthearted. <laughs> What's great about the podcast too, is we just, they're about a half hour to an hour, depending on how excited we are about the movie, but we only talk about that movie. So you don't have to like, there's no real running jokes. So if you, if you happen to watch uh, a Godzilla movie, we probably have an episode for it. You can listen to that. You don't have to jump in at the beginning and listen all the way through. So yeah, check it out. Very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Check out the Kaiju podcast. Uh, Also, you know, follow, vhs dude on right. instagram and he'll post a link to vine whenever that comes back i'm sure yeah <laughs> you can enjoy the, the vine days yeah. uh, but that was bubba hotep from 2002 as picked by scott uh you know 2019 is going to be an interesting year we'll say that we're kicking it off it's you know we did something lighthearted and well-known right out the gate it's gonna get a little crazy from this point on guys um we're, we're just kind of throwing shit at the wall, you could say. And really, at the end of the day, we're just doing it for the lulls. So you need to check in next week and see what we talk about because uh, things are going to get things are going to get some get fucking weird. All right. <laughs> we're going to get weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think is, is next week your fault, actually. Next week is my fault. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> but hopefully uh, our show will put a smile on your face and you can. Let us know if it did by rating and reviewing us on iTunes and following us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, that is HMN Podcast for damn near everything. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and all the other stuff. Find our Facebook page. All that good jazz. It's the most exciting spot on the internet to talk about horror. Uh, and I do truly believe that. So thank you guys for all your support in the last... Uh, we're going on... This is year four. Kicking off year four. So... Thank you for allowing that to be a thing. Uh, And we'll be back next week. Bye. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, I I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Alright, so come on down to, wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. 
Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pass to Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come, baby, come, and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.